We dine, we dash, we podcast. This is the Dine and Dash Podcast with Matt Dean Pettit and Jeff Cole. Hey guys, how you doing? Okay, and welcome back to episode number two of Dine and Dash. I'm Matt Dean Pettit, and beside me is... I'm sorry, me? That would be you. That'd Jeff be... Cole. Ladies and gentlemen, the Jeff Cole that was actually not here last week in episode it. one. You did make it. I Thank did. you. Welcome down. Thanks for having me. Well, know? come on. This is your seat. You're in your proper seat. Yeah, it's not really a seat. It's more of a stool. It is a stool. It's fine, though. I'll Whatever works. And you look like you're in Star Wars wearing the way you do your, your headset. Well, you got to keep the hair nice and fresh. You look so fresh, Christmas fresh. fresh. So we're downtown here at the Talk Shoe Studios in Stack Market. Thank you guys for joining us for episode number two. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, some feedback and fun from episode number one, which we just actually launched uh, last week, which is amazing. So you guys are loving the content. We want to keep it fun. We want to keep it fresh. Jeff and I are going to bring some really rad uh, recipes every week to you that people will get inspired with. Rad recipes. Rad recipes. Yep. Uh, hashtag recipes. Hashtag recipes. What is your favorite recipe of all time? Uh, I would say uh, some sort of uh, soup. Yeah, I know that. Uh, you know, some sort of um, noodled soup. If you know Jeff Cole, you know that he is not lying on air right now. Use the fa master. Yeah, fa master flex. Yeah, master some Jeff? might say fo. Yeah. You need a tattoo with the pho in your uh, pho on your it's arm. It's pho. Always for me, it's pho. Me too. I go egg noodles instead of rice noodles, which makes it pho pho, aka pho. AKA foe. And that is true. You are literally the full master. So we will be bringing every week to you some great, great fun dishes just to get you guys inspired. The point of this podcast, again, starting off what this is about, we want to get you guys inspired in the kitchen. Please take the recipes just as a guideline. If you don't like cheese the way we say it or what the cheese we use, don't put cheese and put something else. Um, and then the dash, the dash part is the excitement part, Jeff, right? Tell yeah. me all about that. Well, the dash part is when we have, uh, we have a guest in. And the guest is not going to be here all the time. So they're going to come in and they're going to give us some inside scoops and some fun little things and this and that. And then they're going to dash off into the sunset. And dash away. Dash away, dash away. Sounds off. like a reindeer. It's very thematic, very Christmassy holiday of you. May I? Did you know that rain, female reindeer maintain their antlers throughout the winter, whereas males molt off and disappear, a.k.a. if there are a group of reindeer hauling Santa's sleigh... <laughs> Yeah, them ain't men. Them ain't men. Yeah. Wow. Dashina, dancer, fine. Yep. Prancer. That Prancer. Uh, Com Kamisha. Kamisha. Kamita. Kamita. Um, Cupida. Um, Sounds. And the rest. And the rest. Rodolfia. Rodolfina. Yeah. Right. So, so anyway, let's give it I up to the ladies in our lives and right. ladies out there. Absolutely. That's where we're at. Gal here. power. Well, you know what, Jeff? That's why I love him. He's the best man in the business. He's color commentating and a host one on one. He just did an amazing segue. And a setup to who's in the office and who's in the studio here today is Ange Aiello. How are you? Oh, I'm freaking fantastic, gentlemen. Thank you for so having fun. me. You are the epitome of the dash. You are bringing the dash in our talk show, our Dine and Dash podcast part of me today. Tell us a little about yourself. What's going on? Well, mostly I'm super wine girl. And I like to drink super wines with super people and have a super great time. Wow. Super. <laughs> super. I knew super. you were going with that. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Sounds like a Saturday Night Live skit. I mean, that's the simple part about it all, really. And that's what life should be more about is the simple things, right? I agree. Yeah. So we should do a little backstory. So Angie and I have known each other for, uh, we don't have to say how many years, but it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, we are still pretty young, I hope. 
Yes, a hundred percent. We are uh, totally on the inside out. We look like we're how old do you think we look? Honestly, like a fine wine. Obviously, literally, like we get better with a fine, like a fine wine. I think we we look like we're in our prime. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I definitely think that you would be getting ID'd for alcohol when you go to the liquor board here in Ontario. Stop it. You stop it. You stop it. What do you think, (laughs) Jeff? You in that beard? Maybe not. You'd probably you probably got alcohol when you were fifteen. No, no, no. This this is all very recent. I had a really bad, like very thin chin strap up until about you know eight years ago, <laughs> and so I just looked like a real douche. Totally. So they're like, oh, this guy's probably old enough for this idea. You literally, you were the uh, double red, double vodka Red Bull, two a.m. No tip guy. I've always been a tip guy, just the tip. You are he, Jeff. You're a hospitality one on one man, so I know you would always tip. So today's episode, guys, jumping right into it, as mentioned, we're going to get in, we're going to get to know Ange, we're going to get to know what she does. She's bringing the dash. You are the super wine girl, which means you are everything wine. And I love that when we were talking about this and producing the segment, we thought it's Christmas, it's holiday time. We're doing a turkey 101 and we got to do wine. There's no better compliment to each other. So it's you. Of course. You know what I mean? I mean, I maybe if I get ID'd at the LCBO, but the thing is I'm a, I'm buying wine where you're not IDing me. Oh, you know, like last week I picked up a bottle of, of a Dom truck. Perignon. Oh, Dom- I was pretty proud of the, that. The, the yeah, exactly. It was a great gift for somebody, but like, you know, a bottle of Dom Perignon, we all think is this unattainable golden child of the wine industry. It's yep. 260 bucks. It's not that expensive. It is not that wow. expensive. And that's a malt liquor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a 12 year old scotch. Nice. That comes oh, in the brown uh, bag itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Word. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. In a beautiful box. Like sure. the box alone is probably a $50 gift box. Totally. And it's like got a, it's got a heaviness to it. Exactly. And there's like a pamphlet inside that you need to read I agree about the wine oh really okay I didn't know that uh, it's a pamphlet inside you can even go I think up to Yorkdale and there's an atelier you Uh, gentlemen know what an atelier is Jeff why don't you atelier us yeah I think that's great I didn't know what it was I had to look it up on the internet and I was like what is an atelier and it's an artist studio concierge that that does like a lot of personal engravings or they're there for artists you know within the neighborhood to bring it to life in a studio and the polished off word for it is atelier by chance did you see Jeff Cole as the atelier because this is a man of many talents (laughs) were you there Jeff Uh, yeah well well, it's that's up to I mean you didn't want to give away your secret magic yeah of course. Christmas Secrets. miracle whoa it's magic so Ange likes Dom you yeah. did so you I you gave it away though just you, to confirm I didn't like drink it at home okay. it was for a gift I might have bought myself one as well but no oh no, well it's but, been good though yeah. time's been good and we're gonna hear all about that in a second I want to just sort of set this up so Jeff you were not here last week no. you couldn't be in the studio for episode one that's true. you were missed Desert Pete says hello from well, trauma I looked at his photo of hacking that poor defenseless agave <laughs> plant to death and i thought this guy means business so you don't you know, want to be blue agave. right you do not want to piss I him felt, off i felt bad that i i really felt bad that i missed it it was unfortunate but i'm here now you so are let's not talk about the past let's focus on the future. you know what this is so true this is exactly right. present way to set it up let's set this up let's go so guys holiday christmas time is all about the vino as we mm. know especially in our house jeff i know you love vino i drink vino and Ange is certainly no stranger to a good bottle of wine. Have you tried the wine before? You know, I've tried 10,000 uh, different types of wine in the last 20 years of my career. Wow. That's yeah. Really? I mean, Did you give or an... take 1,000, right. but like about upwards of about that. Well, Ten, sorry, 10,000? Yeah. yeah, samples of wine, yeah. Wow. I was even calculating the other day, I've, I've traveled to 14 countries to visit each one of those wine regions in that particular place. It's okay. pretty cool. Wow. So yeah. we've got to test you. Can you name oh, off the top yeah. of your head 10 of those places that you've been? I'll count on my fingers and toes. 
because that's tough. But okay. Matt, you, you're missing a couple though. I am. It was a tragic that, bass incident. Yeah, was it? that was accident. Large oh, mouth. Man. Okay, New Zealand, Australia. Uh, South Africa, where I made wine for 30 days. Wow, I uh, remember that actually. It's crazy. And then uh, France, Spain, Italy. Um, Six. Chile, Argentina, California. Nine. Canada. Technically. Ten. Ding 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 ding, ding 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 ding. Tell her what she's won, folks. Jeff. Yeah, you can have this uh, cup of wine here that you poured already. So it's nice. It's made of a uh, plant or sorry, uh, paper. Uh, I believe there's some um, there's a little wax on the inside to keep right. it from leaking. So that's all yours. Yeah. Thanks for coming. And you you were such a great. You were just the gift <laughs> giver, the gifts. So and you brought a bottle of wine here, and this oh. is a fun 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 bottle just to have some fun at the table here. Love it, bringing alcohol to the studio. I'd like to yeah. point something out also. So thank you so much, Ange, for bringing this. I'm very excited to see what this wine is. What I love is that um, Matt and I both have cups of wine in front of us. Mm. Uh, you had a cup of wine <laughs> yeah, in front of us, and it's done. nearly gone. I know. So you're really, like, dedicated to your craft. <laughs> and yes. I think that's good because, I mean, if you can't, if you try it, you might want to buy it, or is that a thing? Maybe you try it. You're going to love it. Yeah, yeah. Or you're going to like it. Love. I mean, rating wine is like on a scale of like, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like pizza. It can still be bad, but it can still be good. Absolutely. You know, I, there's no such thing as bad pizza. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, that, you know, there's a lot of people that'll tell you there's lots of bad wines. Yep. And yes, there is best wines. There's best practice wines, hundred mm -hmm. point wines, yeah. whatever. But there's also wine that's $9 that takes, tastes good out of a paper cup For in sure. the studio talking to you guys about the coolness well, of we're having a nine dollar and wine. cheers we to that are actually hey, drinking a nine dollar wine i splurged on you guys thank you <laughs> thank you very much and you know what it, wine and, and food this is what the best thing about them everything is sort of the one that you're with right it's the experienced exactly, ones you're with. exactly exactly nice. mm -hmm. no like sometimes this. wine just tastes great and then you don't have to think too hard about it i think historically wine's been thought so much about that we need to enter into an age of where you're not thinking so much about it maybe you're feeling more than thinking Right. about the wine right. you know we talked about that off off mic too is you know a lot of stuff with wine is always sort of deemed very stuffy or old school mm. you know i know that you love to bring some new energy some new heat i'm going to jump into other questions but you know let us know about that like what's your philosophy where wine's going right now yeah i mean i i started a wine school but when you entered into this wine school you had to walk down a graffiti alley you had to enter into a basement you had to knock on a special door it was awesome. and it was like yeah it was like your parents basement morphed into a wine cave where you sat in a structure tasting and you learned about wine it was like being in the 70s show yeah. <laughs> with like the basement but way cooler and way funkier and less less weed more vino yeah wow yeah. And I mean, yeah, it, it's true. It's the 70s show for wine in the totally. basement and around a round table, everybody drank wine. And you know what? Because the flow of energy too transfers better around round that when people enjoy a glass of wine, there's something that brings everybody together. It's like, it is yes. like sharing a joint in many different ways. You're kind of bringing everybody together in the same loop and, you know, creating sure. platforms of conversation and trust. So let us know. So you are the wine, you're super wine girls at the hashtag, Jeff. What should we, can you come up with a jingle for Ange for super wine girl? That's her hashtag or yeah, that's her hashtag. Oh. And handle. You want me to come with a jingle? <laughs> you, you are the man. You are the, you are the master of the voice. The voice of the master. Party time! Oh no, forgot the wine here. Super wine party, girl. I forget what it was. But now... <laughs> That's great. Oh no, we forgot the wine. Don't worry, I'm here. I've flown, flown in on my magical buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, wine Jeff Cole. Everyone. Yeah. Super wine girl. Hashtag super wine girl. Super do 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 do. We'll, by the end of the show, you know, you got to work on that a bit, I think, Jeff. <laughs> but by the end of the show, we're going to have a wicked jingle for you. And what happens when I get super wined? 
she would wind, wind up. Unwind. Wind. Yeah. Unwind. Yeah. Let's unwind together. We're gonna That's wind your up show. Mm. Oh, That's the wow. name of your Let's show. Let's unwind together. Let's next unwind. Week. Mm-hmm. Next week. Next week on Unwind. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, next time I bring a brown bag and we'll taste, you know, we're listening to people talk about wine, but a brown bag could be something very interesting oh. that we like think critically about it, but we, so we finish it in 30 seconds. Is that something. what they call the blind tasting? That's the blind tasting. I love it. I actually have my uh, WSET, which is the Wine and Spirit Education Trust, Jeff, Ooh. from London, England. Throws down a card there. Throws down a card, name dropping, boom, boom. Yeah. dropping yeah. it. And you know what, I can, I took this like 10 years ago and it was awesome because it did help me with like a lot of the basics and obviously a lot more for it because it is a pretty level advanced degree. I think it's just a couple off like a sommelier certificate, so to speak. Um, and I get asked, or I was asked years ago before being in food for so long, they said, would you ever want to become a sommelier? And I know, Andrew, I think you're studying and going through this process now. Mm-hmm. I personally, Jeff, I don't know if you know much about that, but I would never do it because the amount of work that goes into it is mind boggling. I'd, I'd die. Yeah. You, you know, definitely there's a, a shit ton of study yeah. that is involved in it. And then it's just tasting and then it's memorization of a lot of things. But then you have to deal with the added pressure of being test worthy under like multiple choice exams. Unfortunately, I don't perform, perform well over those, but in, in person, I'm great. Yeah, sure. But um, she's doing well. I've, what do you think, Jeff, so far? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, out of 100, sorry, 100 said, point scale. I said that out loud. <laughs> At least at least in the like over 40. Okay, over 40. Perfect. This is great. And the and the and the podcast just started. Exactly. So there you go. Climbing up. Right? Yeah. Climbing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us, okay. So let's jump into this. Yeah. Ange Ayello, you are super wine girl. You are an educator. You are a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a award-winning host. Mm-hmm. You've traveled all over the world for wine. You are the wine expert that I know and the people know from media TV. Tell us about you in a short little, if we're in an elevator. And we're chilling and we're in this, you know, we're in a resort together. And you know, when you're like friendly because you're on vacation and you're like, Hey, what's up? Who are you? What's like that sort of elevator pitch is sort of who is Ange to tell us what's going on. Well, I'll be honest. Sometimes when I'm on vacation, I don't like talking to anyone wow. because I do so much talking in real life. But if it was you, Matt, cause Thank I you. know, you know, Thank sometimes you. you're sitting beside friendly people at the bar. Right. And a lot of the times I tell people I work in wine and their eyes light up. Most magical part about my job is when I say wine to people, they're like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. Because immediately they just think, hey, you're drinking wine all day. And no, I'm not drinking wine all day. I'm studying wine all day. I'm yeah. tasting, I'm educating. But there's a large portion of it that is drinking wine yeah. moderately. And it's uh, that's what it's really about is understanding like. So you slip that in there moderately yeah, because the yes. sponsors, right? Yeah, and just the, 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 the brands, partners. Fair. You just can't chug, Jeff. You have to socially be responsible. <laughs> if it is, it has to be low alcohol wine. Like sure. it has to be wine that's two or three percent, you know, like a beer. What do you do? What do you have down when you? Do they call a it a shotgun. A shotgun. You're welcome. I mean, yes, can you shotgun a? I mean, a you wine, can shotgun a, a box. Of a wine. wine can. Maybe a box. Oh yeah, a wine, a wine can. can. Now that wine right. is in which cans, are, yeah. you're coming. I'm, Heavy. I'm, <laughs> Yeah. That's the next video on Instagram. That's going to give me a million views. Oh, that's, we should have done that. I would like to shotgun a can of wine. Yeah. I mean, that would be hilarious. I've got, uh, (laughs) speaking of wine and cans, I've got a couple of buddies that are actually launching uh, California California wine series in cans uh, this spring here at the LCBO in Ontario and uh, called Stelmar. It's supposed to be really awesome, which is great. Great packaging, great design, great California wine. And you probably know a lot more about this, but that's like a growing trend, is it not? Oh my God. I mean, uh, personally, I love wine and cans. Because I've been a wine drinker majority of my life, and I have not been a beer drinker. Yeah. And it's always been so annoying when you go to the store and you have to buy a glass bottle, something to open it with a glass because I have to have now a vessel. I can't drink out of a bottle. That's not proper. Yeah. So for me, the whole can movement is uh, very exciting. Yeah. Well, no one wants to be that person on the subway, like, you know, using the corkscrew, just popping off a 
750 mil bottle of, of wine and just chugging it. Mm. Uh, but a can of beer is like, ah, whatever. It's just a, but it still makes that noise. Yeah, it's, it's like just, the, pss, the pss, you know true. what I mean? You got to hide that a bit. You, do. you well, don't so much. Mm. Well, I do. You actually. do at home. I, I, I will. I have different. It's like, <clears throat> or I'll <laughs> slam the fridge or, um, you know, there's, there's variations. Stub your toe. But swear. I mean, so how would you do that with a, but like with a bottle of wine? Yeah. I mean, I mean I, screw top, I would assume, but even still there's that when well, you open it up. Yeah. And there's so yeah. many rules around opening wine too. So you open a bottle of sparkling wine, Dom Perignon. I always think the louder, the better. Like sure. I like, 100%. that's what you're here for. I 100%. want it to be loud. And I want everyone to know yeah. I'm the, opening a bottle of sparkling wine. I want 70 bucks worth on the yeah, floor. On the floor. Exactly. Yeah. $10 in your mouth, 70 on the floor. On that note, how many times have you sabered and can you saber? Please tell me you can save. I can save. Of course I can save. I had say I had a, a dozen saber schools what? where I had uh 12 times 12 uh 12 and 12 and yeah 12 and 12, 12 maybe 48 144 students 144. graduate with a saber certificate. Really? Yeah. Oh my I god. I teach people to save like and kiss, give them a certificate. You're like kiss the cod. You're like Newfoundland <laughs> tourism board. Except you're the saber saber school. Yeah, exactly. How did, how did you not get in on that, Jeff? We could teach you. You guys can be part of the squad. I'm down. Saber School Squad. Yeah. Say yeah. that three times fast. Saber School Squad and the rest. And then you got to pick a fun saber. You know, the best part about sabering uh, is finding your sword. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So saber, now Oof. I'm not quite familiar with sabering. Is this really like when you sword someone? You like sword you the bottle. Sword the bottle. Oh, I know. I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. literally run it. So what, so if I may, I and then you tell me being the pro and I'm a novice, I've sabered probably about five times. Yeah. I've almost taken off my hand three. Oh, man. So, yeah, true story. So you literally run it up and I've done it with like a butter knife on certain things too. Just when I felt cocky, mm. maybe that was the fifth run. Did it work? It did yeah. actually, oh, nice because job. you're essentially just running it up the neck and you want to create pressure, right? Yeah, exactly. And then one good smack. Right. And, exactly. but you want to run it up to it. Like you want to cut, what is it? Catch the tip kind of thing. Like you want to get the ridge of the bottle, right? Yeah, It's like the perfect little flip, right. you know, like a little, like little wrist you're, twist. So you're, wrist. you it's guys all are, the it's all in the wrist. You're what this, you're listening to this show right now. And Angie's giving the old little, like she's riding a dirt bike. <laughs> You're Thank literally you were literally riding a dirt bike. It. Yes. Right? She rode here on a dirt bike. As yeah. Well. Oh my God. That in that coat? Yeah. With the glasses? Oh my God. Wine gangster. Hell yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Ange came in today to the studio here at Talk Show <laughs> down at uh, Stack Market. She did an amazing, but wearing an amazing coat. Very festive. Love it. Polka dots. You know what? I like meat. Yep. And I don't mind wearing fur. Okay. And Put I'm, I'm going to say it. This is an open show. Listen, we don't yeah. judge. You know, we, uh, we surf, we ski, we'd be hypocrites if we, if we said otherwise, that's the nice thing about podcasts. You know, we want to speak our minds. We're both, Jeff and I are both all very open people, uh, raised by hippies, yeah, but I think, you know, we, uh, we, we, we see both sides, but you know, that can, uh, let's, you know, Jeff, let's get into politics episode going on soon. We need oh, a politics yeah. one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We can serve. Yeah, so bring, in our, bring in our like Toronto. Bring in somebody from the uh, from the ministry. I actually, speaking of Toronto <laughs> politics, the ministry. About, the ministry. About nine years ago, it was the uh, the, I guess the. I don't know if it was provincial or federal, but I had Olivia Chow and uh, and um, Jack Layton. Jack Layton's son, Mike Layton. Mike Layton, yeah. So they came in. He's a good a, dude. Yeah, really, really good dude. Yeah. They came into a restaurant I was working at Vivoli, and uh, I knew that it was the day of, and they were our, um, I think Mike was our our guy yeah, in that neighborhood. Yeah, MP, MP, Jeff. Yeah, so I, well, I'm, Matt, Matt Pettit, great. Thank you. So then, um, Silent D. So I got them some shots, and they're like, oh, well, we shouldn't. I'm like, well, you guys are going to win. It's fine. So they did some shots. <laughs> so then five minutes later, I got them some more shots. Like, oh, we really shouldn't. By the end of it, 
they had Olivia was calling her campaign manager and being like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go and do the speech now because oh I've had six shots. Oh God. So Olivia, you're welcome. You're welcome. And they won. Yeah, they did. Right. She's mm -hmm. one. He's one. Yeah. God bless. Rest in peace. Jack. Jack was a great guy. Amazing guy. Um, you know, did a lot in, and still doing a lot that party for people. Already loved wine too. He did love wine. Yeah. I and, think so. So we've just talked politics. So that's our politic episode. Politic mm. for the day. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Politic for the day. I will say this, and I will, the last thing about politics is my dad always said you should never talk about, this is a bar setting right now because we have wine. Thank you, Ange. But my dad said you should never talk about politics really with people, but we're friends, we're family. But I will end the politics chat on this and saying we might lose li listeners over this, but I'm sorry. We got to say hashtag impeach. It's happening. <laughs> let's pray it happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Guys, let's let's just be, let's be on that. Let's move forward. So, okay, Ange, you told us what you did. Yeah. Jeff, you know, I know that you love a good holiday bar and setting up. You host parties, right? You and Mel at the house. You guys do party hosting. Absolutely. I see. I've been invited, but yeah. I'm usually out of town. Or well, it's because we make sure we get your schedule first. We're like, oh, it's uh, this day. You're like, what do I have in China? It's like, well, oh, darn, are you? Darn, are you? <laughs> so we just know how you ravage our uh, our cellar. I would. I would. I'd be. Uh, I'd be definitely ravaging it. Right. And I'd be eating a lot of pho noodles and beer and vino. So, Ange, tell us oh, about liquid diet. Right liquid diet. It's Christmas time. Yeah. It's holiday time right now. Yeah. If people are setting up, you know, this is the time where people are running to the LCBO. I'm assuming, again, you're listening to this. The LCBO is a liquor board. We're filming this and, and shooting this in Toronto, and this is across Canada. So, the liquor board, if you're listening to this in the States, is our monopoly, government controlled uh, liquor board where everybody buys everything here in Ontario. If I'm not mistaken, it's the second largest or third largest purchaser of alcohol in the world. First. First. Really? Not Walmart? Nope. Wow. Uh, I mean, I, I'm almost positive. But no, I we're could going. Be wrong. We're going with first. Yeah. I just said Walmart just because it's massive too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So Ontarians love a drink. <laughs> yeah. The LCBO is the largest buyer of wine in the world, and wow. they travel all over to figure out what goes on those shelves. Wow. I mean, we have, in essence, in this in this province, I do believe, a very great selection of wines. They might not be the most premium, what everybody's looking for, and they might not always be what you want, but there's a very vast selection, mm -hmm. which we can all be very thankful for because that lends us to wine adventures. And when you're hosting parties, people want a wine adventure. So rule number one, give them a wine adventure. Like, go find some crazy grape you've never heard of. Go find some crazy region you've never heard of. Explore your senses and bring people through like this really cool adventure of like, if you don't know, find three things about the wine. For sure. You don't need to talk about 20 million different things, the terroir and this, but find something that you find relevant, cool to yep. talk about. There's so many celebrity wines. There's sports people getting into wine. There's Wayne so Gretzky. much about wine. Yeah, exactly. Shout out Wayne. He's pretty good. Wayne He's Gretzky. supposed to be amazing. They call him the great one, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's Allen Iverson wine. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good stuff. It's really great. It's only around the Detroit area, I believe, though. It's from the municipality of Detroit. They serve that. Yeah. It's good. Uh, and what would you, so yeah. I love the fact where it's like focus in, bring three things kind of thing and be yeah. fun and, and let people explore. I love this wine adventure. So mm -hmm. we're definitely doing a wine adventure, Jeff, you and I. I can't wait. Right? Yeah. I'm having one right now. Yeah. <laughs> we are. They're like with. little epit epitomies, you know. And what epitomies, are we drinking epitomies. now? What oh. are we drinking? Because you brought some. This some is, uh, I literally just pulled, uh, pulled something crushable. I love that word when you're totally. buying wine for parties, find something that's crushable. That mm -hmm. means it's not too crazy flavors. Like, yeah. There's a, a lot of micro movements happening in the wine business right now. Low alcohol is one of them. Yeah. Veganism elk. is one of them, talking about wine, vegan wine. And then the other one is low alcohol wines. So you can find ways to satisfy, you know, different people's cravings through yeah. tapping onto those trends. But the movement of natural wines is a very abstract um 
you unusual taste profile. Yeah. So you can bring people into the category or you can just find a way to explore altogether and be a little bit more adventuresome in the way that you taste. So natural <laughs> wines, it's would that play into like orange wines, for example? hundred percent. Right. And so like if, if for yeah. people listening at home, cause like we're not, you know, some people aren't pros on this. So give a couple words on how to describe like a natural wine, the smell, the taste, what would it be? Well, let me just start by saying there's no predetermined on many different ways of which natural is defined, organic, biodynamic, and natural in general. There's mm -hmm. no actual rules on how, what is defined. Okay. So I'm going to tell you things, but it's going to be like the way you cook, loose, right? right? These are Perfect. not defined. Shoot from the hip is what She's you say. Loose. So loose it's, as it's a goose. we're getting loose from You said wine. you'd never say that again, Jeff. And uh, so, Natural wine. Natural wine basically means that uh, the winemaker is letting nature speak for itself in every way, shape, or form um, by using less in the vineyard, having more hands-on type of a uh, harvesting and a, you know, you could call it like babying your grapes type of, you know, uh, job because a winemaker needs to be involved from the ground to the glass. So they end up doing a lot of things in commercial wines, so highly produced wines, um, like spray different vineyards with things that you don't want in your in your grapes or in your wine. Okay. So you want to be as natural as, as as possible in the vineyard by giving back and having a biodynamic approach. So this is a very challenging question to answer because it's actually a very deep question. Deep. Biodynamics biodynamics deep. basically means that you're like hippie harvesting grapes. Okay. So you're harvesting according to the moon, the stars. Oh, uh, if yeah. it's a leaf day. If, if our parents a... were wine harvesters, that's what they would be. Yeah. Yeah. God bless so. Patty Cole. So there's a, a, a hipster Hi wine movement to like bringing things back to like the origins of grape growing. Yeah. Using all of the knowledge and learnings we have over the last whatever hundreds of years in winemaking and cleaning up the winemaking. So now I think we're cleaning up a lot of the vineyards to help bring things back to like a ground zero where you're giving back to the land consistently. Above ground and below ground are both very important. That's very relevant to the way that people are starting to think nowadays as they would have 40 years ago or 100%. back way hundreds of years ago, but it's just now coming back that, oh, everything is organic. And, you know, especially with the way that our earth is being destroyed, mm -hmm. that's very interesting. And uh, sorry, Matt, I didn't mean to jump nope. in here. I feel like you want to say something, but nope. uh, luckily wine is on the uh, tailspin of food. Yeah. So you look at what happens, what has been happening in food. You guys probably know this very well, Matt. I know you know the industry very well, but everybody's going towards what is actually happening and how are we, where does our food come from? For sure. Who are those people? And wine is now handled, being handled the same way. And it's actually a very exciting time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's getting back, I think, to, you know, speaking of food stuff, it's getting back to, and correlating with wine, it's getting back to basics. Yeah. You know, and I think it's starting with education and people are starting to do some really, really great things. I like um, I was actually in Asia recently over in China and a buddy of mine has a wine bar and the whole bar wine bar is be it's beautiful, but it's a natural wine bar. So they have something like they have a cellar for a retail store. It's in Shanghai. And then the back they've got, it's my buddy, Frankie Seguin. What's up, Francois? How are you, buddy? The pride of Belle Provence, Montreal. He's uh, living in Shanghai right now and working over there and he has this restaurant. It's amazing. And with that being said, so this natural wine bar and people just go in there and the education level is amazing. It's, they've just had some of the master leaders in, in sort of the natural wine program and movement, I guess, or some of the sort of the founding people behind it. They were just there doing a big thing. Super, super cool. It's good to see, and his whole philosophy is exactly that. It's about basics, taking it back to where food began, and where wine began, and really not overcomplicating it and putting other shit into it. Yeah. So you mentioned, so mm -hmm. that's, that is natural wine. Explain 
in like uh, 30 seconds, what is vegan wine for people? Uh, so, okay. So this is also a, 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 you know, a segue or a web off of natural wine, because what happens in wine to keep it natural, it's usually, or to keep it unnatural or whatever, whatever you want to use to, you filter the wine because clear wine is what sells or what has sold over the last, let's say 30, 40 years. Mm. Before that, all wine was unfiltered. So you, within cloudy your wine, and... it's cloudy. Okay. Jeez, and it tastes like sand. Exactly. Great. And it tastes like the turmeric latte I had at the very end. Where's I'm sitting there drinking turmeric going, okay, this is like basically wine sediment. Like, and where's that from? Same thing. Shout out to our friends next door here at the studio. Yeah, Reunion. Reunion Coffee. Yeah, nice. Adam Pesce, good people. Reunion Coffee. So Reunion vegan wine, basically. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so they've, they've made up the one thing you can never do with jeff cole being a professional that he is is cut that man off unbelievable I, no no cut me off please god I, I i have no manners when it comes to speech no you do not sorry Let's can you start it. that over again? i think you cut her off i did i really did my Stop. bad so pause you were saying about vegan wine <laughs> I was saying about vegan wine and the filtering yep. is that typically in the filtering of a wine is you use uh, fish, different fish sources. So in, if you're a vegan wine, you use fish or egg, right. then you use other uh, earth elements. Yep. Um, many of those things I'm not super familiar with, but I think like coal or, yes. or black. Yeah, or like a filtering agent, A right? filtering agent, basically. Sure. Yeah. Jack exactly. Daniels does that. They do that with, uh, they use wood as their filtering agent where they use essentially charcoal. Mm -hmm. So they burn and they burn their wood and it's charcoal and they filter their whiskey through that. I think wine is similar process. So you're not using that animal sort of byproduct through it. Mm -hmm. That's but, crazy. It's good. But what's also very interesting about this is there's a whole lot of people in discussion about, well, if you're a vegan wine, well, does that mean you can't have lambs that are in your vineyard doing work on your vineyard? Right. What is the extent to what vegan wine actually encompasses? Wow. And so that's just a, like a existential I, question to leave you with. But I had no idea that, that there was animal byproducts or animals involved in the wine making. Wine making yeah. No way. So we're here about Jeff at Dine and Dash podcast. We're bringing their hot, riveting questions, and their experts, such as Ange, answers yeah. and brings the heat. And the idiots who know nothing about it. God bless this you. guy. God, if you All could right. see him now, ladies and gentlemen, he is a picture of health and a picture of beauty. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, pride of Patty Cole, Jeff Cole. Welcome to the studio, but I missed you last week. I missed you too, Matt. Thank you, Jeff. Why don't we jump in here? I see we got a question here. This is Christmas time. We're talking all things holidays. And what is, let's talk gift guides. So if there's, you know, what is the wine gadgets? You go in all these stores and, you know, it's Secret Santa time. Let's talk gift guide time. So either could be three bottles or different bottles of wine that you like. And I know you work with a bunch of different partners and brands. So feel free to shoot from the hip. But like what kind of wine gadgets are out there that you are going to bring or do you suggest people to bring for parties and gifts? Yeah, I love, um, there's always the classics, uh, like a corkscrew is yeah. a good one because mm -hmm. most people still don't have a freaking good corkscrew i thought she was going to say wine in a box wine in a box is always a good one because Dinner that's usually dinner. three liters which is technically four bottles of wine it's the best value wine you can possibly buy and great can, gift you can wrap it up like you a, can wrap it up like a present. Oh, yeah that's a great idea mm -hmm. would you wrap that jeff or would you put it in a in a gift bag i tend to well lately i've been trying to use gift bags because i'm thinking about my carbon footprint and I, I don't i don't like the whole like big piles of stuff at the end of the Christmas. Yeah. So a bag is good because you can reuse it. True. Cause that actually, they did say, right. Wrapping paper is actually unrecyclable like that. It doesn't, it just goes to landfill. Yeah. It doesn't actually recycle. It's terrible. Yeah. So, and I don't know if bags do too, but those bags well, essentially. You can reuse and reuse. And you reuse. do. You do. Everybody yeah. reuses them. I've got the same ones for the last like 10 years. And let's face it. If you give a kid a box of wine that's wrapped, 
they're going to rip it open. Yeah. And first of all, why are you giving a kid a box of wine? You're a bad parent. <laughs> no, because you're the best uncle of all time. Well, that's what Uncle Jeff does. Uncle Jeff. Uncle Jeff. Okay, so we're bringing corkscrew. Thanks. It's a real good yeah, one. That's not the wow. I you really, 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 I'm glad that we have an expert in I'm here with us. I'm going zero to 100. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing the opposite. You're doing from 100 to zero. Uh, have you guys heard of Corvin? No. Okay, so Corvin's uh, $600 tool. So, but it does the same thing as the $6 tool, okay. but it is a hundred times more expensive. But what it allows Literally. you to do, I know. <laughs> She's really selling yeah. it to you. It's, one or, it's either like eight, seven, $6 or $600. Okay. But this could be the gift for something, someone that has mm -hmm. everything and they just want that $600 wicked tool. And let's say they've got a seller, but they don't want to open wine. Maybe they only want to try one or two glasses. Yep. They can actually use this tool to go into an, a bottle of wine and take out a certain percentage. It's actually a gun that loads into, into the bottle and then you pour it out mm. and it actually looks like a gun. Like it looks like a nine millimeter gun. Wow. You throw it in, it's a, a needle that goes into the cork. It goes down, you can take out a certain percentage. It releases a little bit of oxygen into the bottle and that bottle you can now taste, let's say 12 to 20 times, depending on how many ounces are in a taste and whatever, wow. over the course of the next 26 year. Wow. Really? And then you get to taste your old wine. So does it not let air into the actual wine itself to oxidize? Yeah, and it just uses a uh, like a like a little a little chemical right. gas to or not chemical gas, but gas basically to keep your wine alive. That is so cool. Yeah. Now I have a question on that. Is it reversible? Because what I'm thinking is when I was a young lad <laughs> and I used to go into say my mom's liquor, and then what we would do is we'd fill it up with water, but you know like that. You, but I mean, so I'm I'm thinking this tool for wine yeah. might be a way to for children to get into oh, their this is good. their their parents' wine they and then they refill it with uh, say food coloring, water, or grape juice. You've never done et cetera, that before, etc. Well, I never had the $600 tool. Did you have Chianti or Baby Duck? Baby Duck was a, a Thanksgiving tradition at my house. It's luxury. Yeah, because we had duck instead of turkey and babies were around the table and it was the bottles at least seven bucks yeah that's us the pro on that not to get <laughs> off topic because we've got two out of three gifts for for gift giving from Ange. but what's your take on uh something like baby duck or one of these like really just you know entry level sort of like fun bottles that we all showed up probably at parties with in high school yeah use them for what they are they're great wines for what they are right. so then we have to define what they are Right. So like baby duck yeah throw it in a little bridal shower punch you know what i mean throw mm. a put two ounces of that with two ounces of tequila you're gonna be all right and that's a, that's a lower alcohol product as well 100 percent. so you know that that could maybe be have a huge resurgence for people who say i don't know want to consume as much as their friends but don't really want to be as drunk as their idiot friends like me Skunks. so Hundo P, Jeff. Yeah. Hundo, Hundo P. P. Okay. You partake, but without all the all the partaking. All the partaking. Mm -hmm. So you're mm -hmm. still part of the group. Mm -hmm. but you're, you're in the dance, yeah. but you're not the one just doing all the dancing. Right, and, exactly. And yeah. that's important because we should talk about that. I know all of us like to have a lot of fun, but mm -hmm. it is Christmas. It's a holiday time mm -hmm. for everybody. And um, just be careful out there. Don't be an asshole. Don't drink and drive, uh, you know, and be just a generally good person, right? Be careful mm -hmm. out on the roads yeah. and at parties. Be very, very careful and have fun. Mm -hmm. So we've got two, Jeff. What's our third and corkscrew? Then you have a, like a, a modernized Was it called? Uh, Corvin. 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 Um, and then I would likely give, I want to say glass. So either a glass decanter or great glassware because one glass breaks. So everybody needs new glasses and mm -hmm. two glasses are freaking awesome. Yep. So good glasses. Like, yeah, I, I like drinking wine out of a paper cup, but I also like drinking wine of a hundred dollar 
It's Alto glass. Baller. Fair. So, Baller. You know, yeah. Yeah. Last time I actually drank wine with and we had a couple glasses of wine at the Royal York Hotel yeah. after a big California wine show. And that was baller. That was fun. That was um, nice fancy glasses. Yeah, that was nice fancy glasses and right. nice fancy prices. Um, True. So yeah. none of these paper cups. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you drink nine dollar wine in paper cups and sometimes you drink Dom Perignon from the bottle and then sometimes you drink, you know, Straight a sixty dollar one ounce taste of burgundy. Out of your hand. Best. Yeah, out of the hand. Because you're just down by the well and you got a drink. There it is. <laughs> So, okay. So this is the gift guide. You know, Jeff, is there anything that you want? Was there any gifts that maybe like she, she brought glass. She's bringing you a really expensive corkscrew and a really cheap corkscrew. Yeah. Those are pretty, those are pretty good gifts. They are. They're so great gifts. They're great gifts. Yeah. I think I'd be happy if I received any of those. Is there any, is there three wines, three particular wines that you'd want to bring to a dinner party? And it could be by brand. It could be by varietal. However you want to shoot it out. You know, let our listeners know what is Ange? bringing to the table super wine girl what's she bringing great question um i've been trying to think about this too because i'm hosting a lot of people and people have high expectations over what i bring to a party yeah so i'm like ooh, do i bring quantity do i bring quality what do i bring and so i've decided <laughs> Don't answer that jeff yeah, <laughs> yeah both is basically what's happening <laughs> high quality and high volume okay so i am going to be opening um ideally i think people should be drinking more amarone Wow. I think that it's a, big bottle. It's a $40 bottle, oh, grande. Um, but it's a lovable piece of uh, a treat for 2019. We all made it through. You're still alive. Yes. We're here. And, Knock on wood. Yeah. Like do some celebrating. I really think people should reward themselves a little bit more with wine. Well, we do have um, wine. Should we do a quick one? Yeah. Sante? Cheers. 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 Chin chin. Uh, mm. That. That. So Amarone, is there a particular uh, producer? Ish. There's, you know what, there's not a very large selection at the LCBO. Um, I think there's like uh, maybe six to seven different types of Amarone. Okay. So it's not a large selection, but any of them will do. They all taste great. Yep. I've tasted them all. I'm not going to give you one brand over another. Sure. And if with Amarone, so one last question on each wine, what would, you know, Jeff and I are eaters. We love to cook. What would you pair? What, like what, what Amarone would, would that go well with Turkey? Would it go well with mm. seafood? What's the plan? Chocolate. Wow. Do some chocolate and some blue cheese. Love it. Or even just, I feel like the, the drink, it tastes like a meal. Right. So you don't mm. necessarily have to have it with food, which yeah. I also really love. Um, if you're diving into something really wonderful for food, like splurge and maybe tap into some good burgundy. Um, burgundy is this place in the world that is the most detailed and organized and structured and uh, most revered region in the world for wine. For sure. So. Around burgundy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Would that be a Pinot Noir? Is it would that, be a Pinot Noir. A Pinot Noir. Bourgogne Bing, Rouge. Look, look at me, man. I still got it, look Jeff. Matt. Right? Well, you never lost <laughs> Didn't it. Didn't even. Well, are you sure about that? Well, that one time. That's true. <laughs> that was after too many Pinots. We won't go there. But the old Burgundian. So I do love Pinot Noir as well. Versatile. Yeah. I love the fact that you said you don't need to have it with food. Mm -hmm. um, you know, wine should be fun. And, you know, your first thing that you said to us in studio today was wine should be an adventure. Mm -hmm. So. With or without food. With yeah. or without food. Yeah. Um, and the third one. So give big us bottles. one more wine. Big bottles, wine. Big Look bottles for wine. magnums. Wicked. Look for big bottles. It's so fun. Yep. Like I poured sparkling, like, and it was a bottle of Henkel from Germany. It wasn't awesome. expensive. Yeah, Henkel's great. I was around a party on Saturday pouring from a big bottle. I felt like such a gangster. For sure. And you probably looked really tiny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, it's a massive bottle of wine. Is that a big bottle or she like three foot nothing? <laughs> that's right. I'd have it. Yeah, that's a big bottle. It's a big bottle. It's a big bottle. Just saying. I think, you know, I love the fact that wine is now becoming just so accessible being in the food industry and, and around it too. I think it's, 
food and wine are obviously direct correlation. They're together for the rest of their lives. They're beginning, they were there since the beginning of time. And I just like that you and what you do in your brand and your whole messaging is about making it fun and accessible because as a cook and you know, Jeff and I being in the industry for a very long time, we're the same way. We just want people to have a lot of fun and be inspired. And usually over the holidays, you're serving a lot of people. Yeah. The other thing is people always, uh, you know, you overbuy, but like really to me, when I'm buying wine for friends, it's a bottle per person. That's four to five glasses per person. That is mm -hmm. not a lot. Someone said to me, that seems like a lot. I'm like, no, but you're hosting for five hours. For sure. That's Ooh. one glass of wine per person an hour. That's actually not that much. No, it's really not. It's I really mean, it depends on who the people are. I mean, for me, it's, we're I'm, I'm going to need a couple more. We're doing this. Yeah. Bring a deuce. But I, I like that you like, cause some people will show up to a party. It's like, here's my wine. I have a red and a white. And that's the wine for the party. And it's like, wow, this party peaked. Mm -hmm. So 10 minutes later, it's like off to the bar. But it's nice that, you know, it makes sense. Like, it's better to have more than less, I would think, in, in every uh, – that's why you would cook, say, a 30-pound turkey as opposed to wow. a six-ounce Cornish game hen. Great segue. Mm -hmm. you, know how many, you know what they say with cooking turkey? Mm -hmm. So how many pounds per person? So if it's a 30-pound bird, what is it – how many pounds per person do you think they say on average? Two pounds per person? That's right. Yeah, it's like is a pound right? and a half to yes. two pounds. Yeah. Now, is that based on the fact that you're going to take some home? It is. So usually, usually, of course, everybody gets Ziploc bags. Aunt, your aunt's giving it to you and you're walking out the door. God bless Aunt Patty and Aunt Joanne for that. She's amazing for it. Thank you. I'll see you on the 28th. Um, but it's true. It is. And Aunt, well done. So you literally, if it's a 30 pound bird, that's around 15 people, give or take, right? Now, does is that also because the bird will reduce in weight yes. as you cook it? Yes. Yes. You will. You'll mm -hmm. lose, but you also gain that nice crispy sort of ness. And we're going to talk about that. We're getting into the dine part soon here. On our second episode here of Dine and Dash, we're downtown here at Talk Shoe Dine and Studios. Dash, the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, and Jeff is our opening scene, as you can probably tell by his wonderful voice. Jeff is an amazing uh, VO uh, actor, is it? What do you call that? Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm an actor. What do you call a person that That's, does VO? I'd say it's somebody who realizes that this is the most amount of money I can make for the least amount of work. <laughs> So generally, that's what I like to. Um, I would not consider myself an actor because I have no skill in that regard. But I know that if I talk like this, all you know, like blah blah blah, I can make some more money than I can not talking True. like this. That's a long business card, Ange. That's a long business card you have, Jeff. It's more of a business <laughs> pamphlet. <right? laughs> it's different size. You're it's... like a Don Baron, y'all. <laughs> Oh, look at that. The pamphlet of understanding the things. That's right. <laughs> I think I need a pamphlet to go along with me. This is a pamphlet. This is a pamphlet of Jeff Cole. It's like, hi, this is Jeff. Please read before before you because chances are you'll leave after two minutes. It's not true. Thanks. So hard on himself. Jeff, this is our fun part. Let's get into this. Andrew, are you ready? Jeff and I are gonna go back and forth and we're gonna ask you some rapid fire questions. Rapid fire. Yes. Okay. So I'll start us off here and uh, Jeff, you follow up. First question, and, and this is rapid fire. So you just got to shoot from the hip. Let's do this. So gravy on the whole plate or just a turkey? Whole plate. 100%. Jeff. Yes. I oh. love you. Oh, Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2? Home Alone 1. Obviously. Really? Mm. See, I go home I go home alone 2 all day. Yeah, but I just like New York. That's the mm. thing. And you have to, if you can separate it, it's like, but that's when he started, his voice changed a little bit and it got a little awkward. Yeah. It was like, I don't want to know if I want like a 13 year old kid. Favorite scene in Home Alone 1, Jeff. You guys give up or are you thirsty for more? <laughs> I love that you know that so fast. 
Keep the change, you filthy animal. Amazing. <laughs> Ama literally amazing. I listened to it a hundred times. Mine is when he decides to shave for the first time and he does the old, ah! I don't Love remember it. that scene. Is that no? Is that it an was, outtake? It was an outtake. Oh, it's only enough. in the DVD from 1996 extended version. Yeah. I also, I, I just got to say, I like when he's walking down the street and all his groceries fall out. It's like, yeah, you suck. Because <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> well, not me. I was in the Eaton Center in Toronto here on Saturday and I literally looked like a champ and people were like, well done. And I, my arms were killing me. I, you know, when you just decide to carry too many bags, mm -hmm. uh, and it wasn't a thing of being a hero or, or you know, self tap on the back. It was just like I'm doing this in one go, mm -hmm. and this is happening now. Yeah. Back to a rapid fire, Jeff. Sauvignon Blanc or Riesling with turkey, Ange. Turkey, Sauvignon Blanc, Riesling. 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 Yeah. Okay. Savvy B with uh, fish. Savvy B. So, mm -hmm. are you Italian? Uh, yes. Okay. Sorry, I don't know why that took me a minute. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I'm like Italian Canadian-ish. Okay. So <laughs> ish. We've extended the rapid fire for one second. So you would bring this. You'd bring the savvy B, the Sauvignon Blanc. You'd bring that on, say, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day if you're doing seafood. Yes. And if you're, somebody's having turkey, you bring the reason. Yes. Love it. Mm -hmm. Jeff, back to you. Um, gingerbread or shortbread. Now this is a this is a thing because I am a gingered man. Answer. Um, so answer, answer. Gingerbread. Wow. Yes. You pressured her. Yes. I go shortbread all the time. If there's tons of icing on gingerbread. Does that say a lot about both of us? I'm ginger and you're short a little bit. <laughs> and a little rotund. Maybe. Shortbread. No. Anyway. <laughs> Fit as a fiddle. Thank you very much. It's uh, this Christmas hat I'm wearing makes me look very thin. Turkey or ham? Ham. Me too. Is that ham. you? Jeff? I go with both. Mm. I mean, I just roll it up and make like a little meat concoction. Term ham on turkey ham. You know, I'm just so turkeyed out. I feel like turkey, yeah. go away. Mm -hmm. Now, I have it's some bold, interesting facts about turkeys, which I will dive into later if we have time. Oh, you hear that? Um, I want to say uh, last minute shopper are done by November 1st. Oh, uh, no, this year, November 1st. Wow. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Really doing it. Online shopping or in store? Online. Well, come on. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You don't want to touch, feel, see, try on, smell? Not this year. Wow. I like to feel my presents before I purchase them. Me too. <laughs> Always. I'm, I will literally, I'm like, and then I'll go back to the store three times. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Wow. Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? No preference. Wow. Surface I like them both. Uh, you're like an atheist. You're like 18 hours of or 24 plus another half 12. Let's do that. Like, yeah, 36 hours. 36 hours carry the two of yeah. hangoverness. Yeah, Fair. exactly. And hanging with your loved ones <laughs> and sometimes not your loved ones. Who wins? In, this is a good one, Jeff. This is a this is a serious question. And who wins in a toboggan race? You or Rusty Griswold? And if people do not know who is Rusty Griswold is, click and turn the episode off now. Uh, Ange, over to you, please. Definitely me. Wicked. Mm -hmm. Rusty Griswold, though, either at the younger age or older age, was a bit of a badass. Yeah, but was it really him that did it? Wasn't like he was just the facilitator of the ride. He, he was, was. He was not the facilitator of the grease. He was not. That was that was Randy Quaid. Fair. That was uh, cousin Eddie. Yeah. That was the was the actual ride. He rest in peace. Is he? Well, no, the character. Oh yes, oh, of course. Long dead. Shitter's full. Best line in maybe movie cinematography history of all time. Are you kidding me, Jeff? I think Rusty would probably give you a wicked ride just because he's got a lot of pizzazz and spunk, and he just, it's like a silent killer, that dude. Yeah. 
I know. I feel like I grew up though at a time where there was no real computers or like things. And so we had to like do things yes. in life, like yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. And I also grew up in Niagara where there was like a ton of hills and like, I pretty much like, what's I that one it. with the water on it? The water on the hill? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, you're Niagara Fallsing me? He's so me? fast. He's so quick, Ange. He's Niagara Fallsing me. Niagara Fallsing. And I even thought about it. Niagara Falls. Hmm. Okay, Spain or Portugal? Can't just see. I couldn't. I couldn't choose between the two. Portugal because it's only a six and a half hour flight, but Spain is so vast, it's so different. It's see so how she's things. like really extending this rapid fire question, Jeff? Yeah. Spain or Portugal? Portugal. You, you got to pick one. Oh, Portugal. nice. Portugal. Wow. Portugal. Okay. I love that. My Portuguese family and friends will love that. Uh, beach or slopes? Beach. Hundred percent. Dunes. Don't forget, dunes are both. <laughs> So just saying, <laughs> best Christmas song of all time. Oh, I mean, I guess I'd have to go. Just hear the sign of the ding, 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 ding. Sorry. All the wine jingles I come up with for Christmas, oh. like Rudolph the Red Nose Wine Deer. Yes. Or it's beginning to look a lot like Wine's Mess. Oh. There's some good ones in there. I, I I'll share that, too, but that's 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 that. that. The rest you pay for is four ninety nine a month. <laughs> yeah. Four ninety nine a month for Christmas songs. Super wa- superwinegirl.com. Yeah. Recognize. Yeah, exactly. Right. Slash shop. <laughs> I have a feeling that I'm uh, I might have set you guys up because you guys have met for the first time here today. I set you guys up well because this is going to be maybe a business. Jeff and you could really come up with some jingles and jangles going moving forward. Ooh, yeah. I think we could. Yes, well, that I sounds mean, fun. Oh, holy glass of wine. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, that was really you good. Sound like yeah. Garth Brooks, yeah. by the way. Thank you. That's that, like the, maybe the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. You know me well, and I love Garth Brooks. Yeah. That, that literally came from the heart. Yeah. <laughs> Tree, real or fake, Ange? I mean, I prefer real. Okay. I think there's only really one way. Yeah. You, <laughs> have, to, you have to bring a real tree. I don't know. Jeff, do you guys have a tree in the house? We do. Okay. And? it's. I'm not going to say it's not real. It, it's there. <laughs> it's there. It's definitely there. You know what? But I'm not gonna. It did come out of the closet. So you've been keeping it for years. What you're saying? Well, it 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 was time for it to be true to itself. So it definitely came out. Uh, I love it. And it oh. But it is. And I'm not gonna say it's fake because yep. it's true to itself, and that's fine. I live so, in a I live in a condo where uh, you're technically not maybe supposed to have a real tree, uh, which some people don't. Uh, and I won't say or I'll confirm nor deny uh, that we maybe smuggle in a tree, small tree, every year. And uh, covered in garbage bags it's when like we those pandas you brought smuggled home. back. Yeah, smuggled back from Asia. I love pandas. That's gonna be tough. Hey Jeff, guys, this... I... sorry, Ange, go on. I heard about this cool thing for Christmas trees, um, because you know everybody has these real trees, and it's the thing. But like, where do real trees go after they die? We don't know. The sidewalk. There's some questions, right? Mm-hmm. But there's this place I think in Scarborough I was just reading about where you could actually donate your tree. They're looking for three thousand trees, and they put the tree in the dam. It actually helps nature by decomposing. So you can donate your tree for good. Well, it's amazing. Do you know what that is? Let's give them a shout out. Do you know? I don't, I don't know. We'll check that in. You know what? We'll put that in the, the episode notes. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. I didn't know that. Beaver helpers. Yeah. <laughs> Beaver helpers. Tree. Damn, they're good. <laughs> okay, last question. And favorite wine of all time. Like, well, I have a wine tattoo. Oh, you do? She does. So let's explain it because they're, we're not filming this one today. You've got a rose, mm-hmm. another rose. In between a heart 
and a beautiful wine. We'll be posting a photo of it. We yeah. have to. That I'm currently taking. Where did this come from? Because I have a lot of tattoos. As did Jeff. Tell us the origin of that tattoo. This is my ride or die tattoo. Amazing. Where I was like not getting tattoos for a while. And everybody around me like, don't you get tattoos? And then I had this opening spot in my life where it was like, get a tattoo. And I was like, yes. So I got a tattoo with four other women. We all got a wine tattoo. Amazing. It was our little holiday gifts to ourselves. And it was like three years ago now. I love it. Fantastic. And obviously I picked the like classic tattoo with the hearts in totally. the and mm. the roses yep. and there's going to be a saber in here somewhere saber school out where exactly what varietal would that uh, glass be and so it was it's chardonnay or riesling there you those go. are my favorites Does look white are yep. those new yeah are those new the chardonnay or riesling yeah they're new varietals yeah awesome. they just came to be just like came. yesterday yeah they might be popular you might want to invest in them yeah <laughs> hashtag.org <laughs> I always say if I had to be monogamous with wine, I pick Riesling. Okay. But really? then I would just have active, like, you know, flings with Chardonnay. If I had to pick something to marry, it would be Riesling. Wow. But, you know, I, I don't, thank God. I don't have to be winogamous. Oh, winogamous. I like wine adventures. So, yeah, you know, you got to keep your life, your, your <laughs> wine adventures. Yeah, exactly. Your wine history open. Yeah. Your wine partners. Mm -hmm. Every bottle is allowed to the table. <laughs> it's a great party. Yeah. Right? It's, wow. So, this is the portion, guys, where all of so us. Much. We're learning a lot. I've I've known a lot about you, but you're really opening up the bottle here today. <laughs> so bad. Sorry. I was oh, stealing some of your material, Jeff. It's okay. So guys, this is the Dash portion that we just walked through. I love it. Guys, this is episode two here of Dine and Dash. Uh, we're down here at Talk Shoe Studio, which is in Stack Market, Toronto. I'm Matt Dean Pettit. This is Jeff Cole. And we have the lovely Angiello here. So guys, let's get into the food part. And I want everybody to be part of this. This is why, you know, as you mentioned, Ange, that wine is about an adventure. Jeff, food is like an adventure, right? Always, every day. Right? So I know, yeah, you like about the four things. Yeah. It's part of life. Life is an adventure. So I think we, really you know, is. when we want to walk through this portion of the dine port of our show, we want to give you guys, you know, just an, a bit of a guide frame, right? A recipe. I have two cookbooks, as mentioned. Recipes are meant to be just used as a framework. We want you to, if you're either on the subway, streetcar driving, as mentioned before, on the toilet, lying in bed, uh, having fun in the bed, whatever you're doing, listening to the show, like building a fort, you mean, dude, so good. I could see you being the best fort builder I've ever known. I'm not bad. Continue. Okay. <laughs> we want you guys to take this recipes that we're going to give you and, and you know, every week is just have fun with it. It's a framework. If you don't like Turkey, switch it for chicken, you know, switch it for duck, whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, we just want you guys to get inspired and have fun in the kitchen because Cooking is exactly this. We're sharing a bottle of wine. We're having a drink. We're having a laugh as friends and family. And that's what this food is about, right? It connects us. So let's sort of walk this through. And I want you guys to help me with this. You guys are going to do it. So this is Turkey 101. So it can't be Christmas. It can't be a fun time without food and, you know, bringing it all together. And so last week's episode was with Pete from Trauma Tequila. And we did an amazing candy cane crushed creme brulee as a dessert, which was tasty. And we did a wicked side dish that was super cool as well. And so we, you know, I think we want to, and that which is a stuffed potato is a stuffed stuffing potatoes. So this one is all about Turkey and what's happening. So do you guys like fresh herbs in your turkeys or on your Turkey? Yes. Yeah. Right. In and on. In and on. That's see, that's the key. Yeah. Jeff. So you've got to go in and on. So everybody knows that little breast, obviously the breast meat, but you got to make a compound butter. And you know what a compound butter is? No. Maybe. No, she's, of, she's playing. Well, a compound butter is when you take butter and you melt it down slightly, but you add different uh, 
uh, herbs, yep. spices, whatever you'd like, and Thank then you. turn it into almost like a paste. Am exactly. I right in you're, any way? You're right in every way. You know why I know that? Why? Because you did that once in front Thank of you. me. Thank you. That's right. It's My true. God, it, you I know what? Never forget. It just creates it. such a marinade. Why do you? Why do you guys put that on the skin and under the skin? So under the breast. You want to go under the breast? Why do you do that? Flavoring, but why? You, I think you want to get, you want to keep the outside crispy, yep. but you want the underside to absorb uh, or to not absorb the, the dryness. You want it to exactly stay it. Um, nice and moist. Moist is the key word. You, yeah, exactly. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Guys, you can see these two stressing. <laughs> they were looking over here, like working right? together. Was that right? <laughs> Coach, Coach Matt, no, you guys, yeah, fist pump city. Jeff there. Cole, that was exactly right. You just want to make sure to keep the bird nice and moist. Let's go. So you've got your, in a food processor, you know, you could start with, for example, I like to go uh, minced garlic, sage, rosemary, thyme, um, and you want to wrap everything together. You want to pop that, like you said, with some butter, and you put that in the food processor. You're creating a paste. So now you've got your paste. You want to sort of put that all together, and I think we should start one step back. In selecting a turkey so fresh or frozen first off have you guys made turkeys have you made have you been responsible for doing turkey dinner Ange? yes okay and did you buy a frozen turkey or did you buy a defrosted turkey bought a pre-cooked turkey perfect well that's half the battle, <laughs> right? half the battle. we can end the show now thanks so much guys oh, this God. has been dine and dash and we'll tune in next week I no but that's amazing no really truthfully wanted to cook, but i had no time so this is it busy it does take time so usually it's around 15 minutes, you know, per pound, they say on average. So at the end of the day, if you're looking at a, a 15 pound turkey, you're going to be at around three and a half, four hours, and then the prep time and then the rest time, which is almost equally as important. So if you don't have time, this is it. Listen, not everybody, you've, you've got to focus on bringing the wine and getting the bar set up. I'm going to focus on bringing the food. Jeff's going to focus on helping and bringing all the good times. You're going to bring the fun and energy. Until I eat and then asleep. Let me ask you a rapid fire question then hot sure. shot. Let's do it. Couch or recliner? Oh, both. I don't know. They're both great. After the turkey meal, couch or recliner? Well, I'm going to go with comfy chair with ottoman. <laughs> Option you C. You're such an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. See, I'm just going by what I did last night. Okay. Comfy chair with ottoman. That's very fine. You know. So going back to Turkey 101 as we jump in here. So you can buy either a frozen or a, or a thawed turkey. Uh, a lot of people might knock a frozen turkey. Truthfully, if you're stuck for time, buy a frozen turkey and you can cook it from frozen. At the end of the day, you know, you might not be able to get the butter obviously under the skin at that point. Yeah, so you can pop it right in. Yeah, Jeff's like, what? I did not know you could cook it from frozen. Yeah, you can cook it from frozen. No shit. Yeah, yeah, you Shoot. can cook. Yeah, you can cook Bird. from frozen. Bird. So you can. You just got to give yourself a little more time. At the end of the day, if you do have time, you can always thaw it out and just let it go. So when you're talking essentially the basics, you want to be able to pull out the little giblets, which is fun, right? Ah, so when you have your, here we go. I'm so sorry. I got to jump in. You do. <clears throat> do you know why it's called a giblet? Or do you know what a giblet really is? No. Turkeys have two stomachs. So the first stomach is the stomach that has the, you know, acidy stuff that starts to break down the food because they have no teeth. Yeah. So they eat it in a hole. It goes down, goes into the one stomach and sort of loosens it up a it's bit. It's like a and snake. True. Have you ever heard of uh, turkeys having stones in their stomach? No. So turkeys will pick up stones off the ground and put them because they go into their second stomach because they have no teeth. So their second stomach, which is the giblet, is where the the their food goes in and gets broken down and gets churned around with these stones, a.k.a. acting like teeth and breaks it down. So the giblet part is actually the most tender part of the two stomachs. So it's it's actually one of the it's the second stomach. That's the giblet. Matt, back to you. So a giblet is a stomach. Yes. 
Jeff, do you have a giblet jingle for us here today? Giblet, giblet, breaking down your shit. Ta-da. So we're going to move our, we're going to remove the giblets from the bat, from the turkey itself, remove the neck from the cavity. Because a lot of times, obviously, if you're going to have it, they'll have the neck aside because people want to put that in. What do you keep the neck for? When you're going to roast it, soup. soup, you can do it as stocks, exactly. Soups, gravies. So keep the neck. You can put it in the base. So when you're starting your, you want to have your, your turkey prepped, set your oven to 450 degrees. And when you're going to put your bird in, you're going to go to about 350. So, but you want to start with a high heat because you want to sort of lock in the flavor and start the process cooking at a high heat. Then you're going to lower it. So you've now got your turkey and we're going to say for this intensive purposes, we got a 15 pound bird. There's going to be, you know, it's, it's sorry. We're going to have a 30 pound bird, 15 people coming. Andrew's bringing like four cases of wine and we're going to have a lot of fun and hosting yeah. this. So now you've got a huge 30 pounds of big bird, but you're going to bring a big, big roasting pan. Onions, carrots, and celery. Why do you keep a little mirepoix and you cut that in like a rough chop and you put that on the bottom of your pan with chicken stock or veggie stock? Why do you guys have that? Why do you put the veggie on the bottom? Oh, well, to kind of absorb it has to, everything goes up. So it kind of helps. Exactly. So you want to keep- Rotation on it, aromas. This is it. It's almost like creates like a convection oven, right? Mm -hmm. So you essentially want to keep the bird off the base, right? You want to keep the bird off the base of itself. That's what we, I was going to say. Right? Would you add, so this is, this is where wine comes into play and in cooking all the time. I know you like to do it. You want to put some red wine, for example, into that stock as well, right? So you've got your veggie, you've got your carrots, your onions, your celery, some sage, some bay leaves, and you want to put, you can put potatoes even too, but you want to put your red wine in there. I dump like a whole bottle with chicken stocks because that's going to be the base of your gravy. Jeff, do you have a gravy recipe? Like it's just off the top of your head. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I like to get the uh, can of Bisto, yes. uh, the, the, the powder there, and then put it in the water, right? And yeah. then, but see what happens is it becomes all clumpy and then you throw it out. Right. And that's when you order Swiss LA. I was the voice of Swiss LA for like three years. Oh, hurry into Swiss LA. Hey, Swiss LA, why don't you bring me back? <laughs> you heard that Swiss LA? You heard that Swiss LA? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as mentioned, Jeff Cole is the voice of many different things out there. And a beauty, a beauty of an individual. And just throwing around the wine bottle right now here too. I've still got like a almost good salt cup. And yeah, you go for it. Do it. She's do topping it. it up. So as Ann just topping up the cups, I'm going to keep going on this, Jeff, and feel free to jump in. Let's go back and forth. So how long to cook a turkey? Did we talk about that? Was 15 minutes per pound. Per pound. Now, you're changing. Now, I know you start off, we start off with a higher temperature. High, high heat, 450. So does that change the amount of time that we cook it for? No. Like so it's... you want to put that at 450. As soon as the bird goes into the oven, you drop it to 350. Okay. So you really just want to start with like a high, like a hot sort of oh, oven word. just mm -hmm. to sort of start the process. Um, well, because the oven will reduce in heat as you put it in because it's open. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And why also, you know, there's a rule of thumb. Are you guys basters or non-basters? Let me ask you that. So much fun. It is fun. You get the little, the little It's like you got to push something and the gravy goes everywhere. Totally. And it's like the gravy before the gravy, but so, I love gravy so much that I like the before gravy. Could drink that. Yeah. The the amount of passion I'm seeing between the two of you <laughs> right? about gravy, right? I'm not it's like the movie. It's like the movie before. Ghost. It's like the movie Ghost over gravy. Gravy. Wow. I think yeah. So there's a rule. Some people say do not baste because you're opening up the the oven too often. And you're letting out you're letting out the heat and it actually affects the temperature and the cook process of the bird. I'm I've generally always been a baster. I will literally continue to baste. I think whether again it's like it's like drinking a bottle. Some say you should never have red wine with seafood. Screw them. If you like red wine with seafood, do it. Hey, what, do you, my what, opinion. what do you base that on? My own opinion. Base? Uh -huh. oh, oh, wait. What did you base that? Damn it. Damn work. it. No, so, you, it's good. 
It's all about cadence of the basting. It is cadence. It's cadence of the basting. Cadence of the basting. Gotcha. Sounds like a the John Grisham. Sounds like a Joss, John Grisham book or something. This is the rhythm of the basting. Whoa. Take it, Jeff. Nope. Nope. He's I'm, not even I'm going for it. Staying away from that. But so, so, so what you're saying is you need to keep a rhythm with it. So yeah. like don't like just open it up and then like you need to do it on on point on this like at the same yeah. time every, every 30 minutes generally okay, yeah enough. so the rule of thumb could be like every 20 every 30 but just stay with the same time is what Angie's getting at so okay. stay with that same program and do not get distracted with beautiful wines or beer which i know you like jeff once in a while right so we know we've got it does everybody know when the turkey is done so we've got the bird in for three sorry three and a half hours roughly and so when you take it out and you do a check the good thing is invest in a good thermal um thermometer part of me digital thermometer yeah and you want to stick that in exactly and just doing a little little go-to there you want to stick that in just under the breast avoiding the bone that's essentially going to be the dark the deepest part you want to get that to 165 degrees fahrenheit so when you reach 165 degrees you know your turkey's done a lot of people not naming names cook birds I, i've got some you know some friends that have overcooked some serious birds because they know that they want to keep it in and they're worried that is the turkey done is the turkey done and your ants just ruin the bird you know what I mean? So you can cook Barbara. it. Exactly. Aunt Barbara. Do you have an Aunt Barbara? No, I'm, she might hear this. No comment. No comment. In wine, we call her Barbara. Oh. <laughs> In my family, we're, we're going on the 28th, big Christmas family. My family actually, uh, rather than do roasting over the last few years, my, uh, my cousin Mike is actually deep frying birds. Oh, word. So they're up in Bradford and they'll start, they'll deep fry. So they usually do like two big birds and he deep fries them. Have you guys ever had deep fried yes. turkey? I think deep fried anything works. Touche. Mm, yeah, I, I tried to deep fry coleslaw once. That didn't work. No? No, it just burned. Ones. Made a mess. So birds going in. So now you've got your compound butter, your basting. You want to make sure that your your skin is going. If, it, if you notice that your skin is, excuse me, because you want that dark, dark, nice sort of brownness to it. Thank you. Thank you. That's good, eh? My skin's looking nice. It's really little... soft skin, bud. Do I? No, it's soft. I moisturize. It's cool. It's, I mean, it's coarse with all the uh, hair matte you've got. Right. Thank you. Matt's double matte. Double T. But it's. Uh, That's double T. -t and it looks good with birds and such on your. To swallow. Speaking of birds, all, every, every time. <laughs> Continue, Matt. Thank you, Jeff. So you want to make sure if your bird is burning itself, you want to leave that one alone, Jeff. <laughs> I'm going to spit my wine out right, right now. <laughs> Covered in tinfoil, guys. You don't want that to burn. At the last couple of minutes, you can remove and take that off. So we were talking. So now the bird's been in for about 35, sorry, uh, three and a half hours. You've reached the 165. This is equally important steps. So you want to pull out that turkey. And how long do you let it rest for, guys? One of you guys shoot from the hip. Oh, we have our, our lovely uh, producer over here. Hi, Erica. Five, five minutes. minutes. We got five. We got five minutes, guys. So we've got... So how long would you let the, the bird rest for? Well, I was going to say, I thought it was five minutes, but apparently. Oh, no. <laughs> I would say. Producer uh, Eric is saying five. You, you tell us. You want to let that rest for equally, you know, roughly no less than 45 to an hour, okay. covered in some uh, tinfoil and maybe some, what do you call those things, Jeff, for your hands when tea towels? Yeah. You want to keep it warm. If you're going to leave it out longer than an hour, put it back in the fridge. But essentially, it's going to keep rising in heat. So you're going to get about another 10 degrees. So it's going to 175. It's going to continue to cook, right? Because the bird is so hot. The turkey's so hot. So now you've pulled it out. You've let it rest. You're slicing it. This is when you get into the gravy section, right? So you're taking all of your veg that you've got in there. You've got your red wine that's in there. You could add a little bit of sugar or some sweetness. You could add some like marsala. 
You could add a little bit of port if you want, which is a nice little sweet. I love port. You? Mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, From mm -hmm. Portugal. Exactly. Port is probably my favorite, like, Christmas holiday time treat. Oh, my God. You put a little bit of, like, uh, tea in it and some, like, herbs, and you can make a little, your own little, like, uh, mulled wine mm. out of port, which is really nice on the stove. Now anyway. we're talking. Wow. Now we're talking. So you want to put all that together. You're going to you're gonna sort of push it through a, a sieve. So now you've got all the remnants sticking out. Um, and you've got your liquid. You essentially want to put that together. I like to add at that point over some heat. You're going to add in some more meat chicken stock, for example, and some butter. You want to just pull that all together, add in some flour as a thickener, sort of do that to taste so you can keep going. If you like it really, really thick and chunky, keep adding flour. If you need to loosen it, more stock. Could you use cornstarch for you, that? You could. Okay. Yeah. Is that for our gluten-free friends? Yes. That's what I That's what I do. For sure. I'm not gluten-free, but that's what I do. Yeah. Cornstarch is a great thickener, but when you use cornstarch, you generally want to start with a slurry before putting it in because it will become clumpy. Yes. So in a small little bowl with like warm water to activate cornstarch, you just put the, the, the starch itself, warm water, and just sort of spoon that together, just rip it together. And it thickens up really quick. It does. As opposed, like you, you'd think like, oh, this isn't working, but then it just really comes together, right? It's like a science experiment I've, in like grade four. Yeah, I've done, I've been. You've been there. I Well, I mean, I, I was in grade four. Sous Chef Jeff. Yeah, Sous Chef right? Jeff. Why are we not oh. using Sous Chef Jeff? Right? You're coming back. Sous Chef Jeff is back. Sous Chef Jeff is back. If anybody knows us in our future pop, former lives, Jeff and I do a lot of uh, stuff before on air and on uh, video together on TV, which is fun. And Sous Chef Jeff is now officially back. It's good. Feels so good here on Dine and Dash I, podcast. I, I can't wait to eat this turkey dinner that we're doing right, right? now. So like, now we've got our turkey. It's set. We're going to have some beautiful sides. We did dessert like we talked about. Don't fuss. Don't mess. You could also, if you don't want to, guys, this is fuss. If you don't want to get crazy in turkey, you can also show up and bring a, a pre-cooked turkey like Ange did. Smart. Don't tell anyone I told you. You just told a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I also love that you told us that wine's an adventure. Food should be an adventure. Yes, of course. Right. And it should be a tasting experience too. So as you're kind of tasting all these different types of food on the table, people go, well, what are the, what is that one bottle that suits everything? And I go, have you ever looked at a holiday feast table? Do you know how many different types of flavor profiles are on one table? It's impossible for me to give you one wine. It's going to give you uh, the, the ultimate pairing with every single thing on that table. Totally. So open four or five bottles of wine and get people to try them out. And I think rosé is still alive and well. So, you know, it hasn't laid to Who rest. Who doesn't itself. like rosé? Love rosé. Yeah. Rosé all day, they say. Exactly. Er day, er day, er day. Huh. I yeah. think I, like that. <laughs> I think on that note, that's no no better way to wrap up the show, guys. So you've listened, to, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Dine and Dash. I'm Matt Dean Pettit. I'm Jeff Cole. Angela Aiello. Superwinegirl.com. Guys, tune in. Thanks so much for the love. Stay hungry. Stay peaceful and safe. Peace. Cheers. Word. The bird. The turkey.